Welcome back to another special edition of our Beauty and the Beast blog and podcast. Today we have a special visitor from UNA, Dr. Jeffrey Beebe. He is the Associate Dean of the College of Arts and he is a professor of history that has done a ton of work in this time period. Dr. Beebe got his doctorate from King's College in London. Very impressive. So we'll forgive him the fact that he went to Auburn for his bachelor's and master's. Dr. Beebe, if you're ready, we'll get started. I am. So my first question for you, at the opening of the show, we find ourselves in the village with Belle as she's walking through singing about a poor provincial life. Could you tell us about some of the jobs and occupations that we would have seen in this village at this time? Well, in, in this town where this village where Belle would have lived, you have to kind of think about life being quite different than it would have been for us today. So Belle would not have gone to Walmart or to Target to a big grocery store to buy groceries. She would have gone to a baker and the baker would have had that one job of baking bread and and cookies and cakes and pies and pastries. Uh, there would have been a cobbler because instead of going to a huge shoe store and picking out from the hundreds of shoes on the rack, you would have had a pair of shoes made specifically for you. That's another job that would have existed. There would have been a blacksmith because of course, Bell's transportation, as we know, is a horse and cart. So she would have gone to a blacksmith for horseshoes or for the metal needed to make the bridles for the horse uh, or the for the metal um, implements that were on the cart. She would have also possibly gone to uh, a wagon works where she might have purchased her wagon or cart. Um, that would have been something that again would have been a specialized job. Of course, we know one of Bell's favorite places is the bookstore. Now for a little village having a bookstore in, you know, thinking about the tale being written in, in the the mid um, 18th century, that would have been a bit of a rarity. Belle lives in a pretty impressive place if she has a bookstore. But again, every person had a specialized job. So within a small village, you would have easily had, let's say six to eight different shops, all with particular, um, particular specific roles to play. So there would have been a fabric store there would have been a cobbler, there would have been a blacksmith, there would have been a baker. There might've been what we call a green grocer. So somebody who's selling fruits and vegetables uh, and those types of things. But for the vast majority of the people in Bell's Village, which would have been maybe a few hundred uh, people, um, no bigger than a typical elementary school uh, in terms of its population, most people would have been farmers. They would have been individuals who sustained themselves on their own efforts. So they would have grown most of their own food. They would have potentially, uh, or most likely made all of their own clothes. They would have even been potentially responsible for weaving their own fabrics. Um, so a lot of those things, when we think about stores in Bell's Little World, uh, those would have been luxury items. Those would have been things you didn't go to each and every day maybe with the exception of the baker, which might have been a daily trip, uh, but almost all of the others would have been maybe once a year type of uh, interactions. Now, there also would have been some kind of public house. There would have been a little, maybe a little restaurant. Um, and we see where Gaston, of course, later in the story uh, is with all of his buddies. Um, that would have also been a fixture of a community. The community would have had a church. Uh, absolutely at the center of the village would have been a church and everyone would have been regular church goers in Bell's community because it wasn't just something people did out of conviction uh, for their spiritual life. It would have also been possibly, in, depending on when we set Bell's story, it would have been legally required that you had to go to church at least four times a year. 
required to go to church four times a year. Considered a Christian in good standing, you had to go to church four times a year. You had to go on the major holidays of the year. And that was required by law. And if you didn't go, you had to pay a fine. How much was the fine? Well, it would have only been for us the equivalent of maybe a few cents. But if you don't use money a lot, most of their economy would have been based on what we call bartering. So trade. I have extra potatoes and you've got extra carrots. Well, we can trade potatoes for carrots. We wouldn't have used money for that. We wouldn't have used a credit card or even cash, something like that. Um, I've got a, a few dollars in my, my desk drawer. This would have been very rare for somebody living in Bell's community. Um, they would have traded. So paying a fine required you to pay in money. If you didn't have a lot of money, then that fine would have been pretty steep. Um, most people would, would never have been required to pay that fine because they would have gone to church. It was their place to be social. So we see, of course, in the story, um, Belle is not maybe particularly interested in a romantic relationship, getting married. Um, but we notice there are the other girls who are all kind of fawning over Gaston and they think he's really handsome. Now, they would have made sure that they were in church every single Sunday because it was the one place you could go be social. And it was kind of where they would go on dates. So they would have used church as more of a social outlet, we can imagine, um, because you could sit with other people. You could talk with other people. Your parents would, of course, you know, have felt that you were very safe because you were in church. So often after church was a time that young people could gather uh, and visit with each other and, and kind of, I guess, we might think of them as pretty boring dates, but they would have been kind of like their, their time to hang out. It's like hanging out with your friends, um, hanging out on the playground would have been um, what you could do after church. So you would have wanted to go. What would an average day have been like for the villagers at this time? The average day would have started early. Um, you would have gotten with the, up with the sun. So the expectation would be that you would get up uh, quite early. You would take care of your chickens and your pigs and your other livestock that you had in your personal barnyard. So people would have been expected to do chores quite early. You also would have had some rather basic things to do, like milking the cows or goats, because that's not something that you would have bought at a store. You would have also um, been expected to kind of clean the house. Keep in mind that, you know, it's not like today where we have um, vacuum cleaners and all kinds of things that help us keep our spaces clean. We, um, you know, we would have had to do that in a little bit more basic way. So then if you had a job, let's say you're the baker uh, in the village, your day would have started even earlier because you had to do all of those things and then you still had to go to your shop where you would have begun the process of baking bread. And that would have probably started at somewhere around 4 or 5 a.m. You can't just go flip a switch on the oven and warm it up. You're going to have to build a fire to warm that oven up. So you got to get the oven really hot before you can even start baking the bread. And everything would have been baked fresh. So a little different than our lives today where we can go to the grocery store and we can buy a whole bunch of things and put it in the, in the refrigerator for the week. Um, there wasn't any refrigeration. So you would have had to make things daily. So bread was baked every day. All of your food was made fresh every day. You wouldn't have really been able to save things the way we save things. So that would have been a big, a big part of your morning was just preparing all of the things you needed to sell in your shop uh, or to make your house ready. 
Now the rest of your day, let's say your bell, um, she was young. She would have been expected to do chores. She would have probably done some sewing. She would have mended her father's clothes. She would have potentially sewn her own clothes, which definitely would have sewn her own clothes. Um, and, and you know, any young woman uh, would be expected to be involved in the cooking and the cleaning within her home. Um, she would probably also have to do some lessons. So again, we know that Belle is educated. She's reading. Um, not everybody would have been given an opportunity to, to read uh, because books were very expensive, but Belle would not have gone to school. She would not have gone to a traditional school day the way that we do today. So that learning would have taken place at home. So she would have had a few hours of lessons and then she would have spent her whole afternoon, you know, basically doing chores again. She would have worked out um, again in the, you know, with the animals. She would have cleaned stables. She would be milking animals, you know, milking the cows or milking goats. Um, she might then, during different times of the year, be involved with making fabric. Uh, they would have potentially had a loom at home and she would be weaving fabric. That could be part of her day. Uh, and then there would also be seasonal things. So harvest time, you would be harvesting fruits. Um, you might be gathering nuts and berries, things that um, could be saved and dried and preserved that you could then enjoy throughout the year. So it would have been a busy day. Now, that day would have wrapped up about sundown because keep in mind, we don't have lights that we can flip on to just make our houses bright. So she would have lived by candlelight. And so once it gets dark, it's kind of hard to read. It's kind of hard to do a lot of things. So she would have gone to bed probably pretty early and pretty tired um, because she would have had a pretty rough day doing a lot of labor that we're just not used to doing in the 21st century. So when Belle thinks that this is a poor provincial town, is she right? Do you agree with her? I think it kind of depends on what you want. Obviously, you know, we, we fall in love with this character, Belle. She's clearly smart and adventurous, and she wants to learn about the world. She's She lives in a world of books and uh, travel. She wants to see things. She's clearly curious. So for her, yeah, I do think it's kind of maybe a, a limited world. It's it's important for us to remember that today we can get on a plane, we can get in a car, and we can go almost anywhere we want to go. Belle would have not been able to do that. Travel for her would have been really hard. It would have been extremely limited. It just it would have taken hours to go just a few miles. So imagine your trip to the grocery store that you might do you know every few days could take you almost a whole day's round trip so if it takes you forever just to go do one thing imagine how far it would take you know how long it would take for you to go a far distance so the idea that that she would have ever visited the big cities like paris or lyon or marseille probably not um, and so i do think she feels really limited she wants to see a bigger world now there's some great things about her community she knows everybody and they all know her. Now, that may not always be great that everybody knows everybody's business, but for, you know, for some people, that's a wonderful comfort to know all of your neighbors and friends and to see people that you've, you know, grown up with, and then you'll have your children with them and you may have grandchildren with them. All of those things could be absolutely wonderful for some, but I think for Belle, she feels pretty trapped. Those are all the questions I have for you today. Thank you for speaking with us. I hope the production is a huge success. Thank you. I hope you're able to come see it. I look forward to it. Absolutely. We'd love to.
That wraps up everything we have for today. Just don't forget, tickets may be reserved at AroundTheCurtain.org for Beauty and the Beast on April 28th, 29th, and 30th. And thank you again to Dr. Beebe for joining us today, and we will see you all soon for the next broadcast on Beauty and the Beast. Thank you.